This is Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program, a radio program, social media, shortwave. Welcome. My message today, our message, I have my wife, Adalia Hansen, and she's going to be sharing with me, is King Jeroboam II and what now? King Jeroboam II and what now? I'm going to read a little bit from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 8 and 9. For thy prophecy falsely unto you in my name, I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Jeremiah prophesies and he speaks to the nation. Yet there's false prophets within the nation, like there's false prophets today, speaking another word, changing the word of God. It says, For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work toward you and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call on me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you seek me and find me when you will search me with all your hearts. So Jeremiah prophesied and shared what was about to happen, how they'd be in captivity for 70 years. But then false prophets came and tried to give another word like they're doing today. You know, the Bible is very clear. Sins of abomination bring judgment. Yet the emergent church is backing homosexuality. They're changing the word of God. False prophets. Now look at verse 17 through 19. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will send upon them the sword, famine, and pestilence, and will make them like a vile figs that cannot be eaten. They are so evil. I will persecute them with a sword, with famine, and with a pestilence, and will deliver them to be removed to all the kingdoms of the earth to be a curse, an astonishment, and hissing, a reproach among all nations, whether I have given them, because they have not hearkened unto my words, saith the Lord. And verse 20, Hear ye therefore the word of the Lord, all you in captivity, whom I have sent from Jerusalem. 21, Which prophesy unto you a lie in my name. Behold, I will deliver them in the hand of Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and he shall slay them before your eyes. Those that listen to the false prophets are going to be judged, and the false prophets are going to be judged. And that's happening and will happen today. Now, the emergent church lies. They're teaching that the gospel is evolving like evolution. That homosexuality is now acceptable. The mainline churches are under the Federal Council of Churches, the Communist Organization, the forerunner of the National Council of Churches, and its Geneva parent organization, the World Council of Churches. Since the NCC has a Marxist heritage, it explains why they have backed liberation theology. This should clearly explain why mainline churches are not bothered with sin but support sins of abomination, homosexuality, ordaining homosexuals as priests, bringing drag queens into the church to teach. Mainline churches, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Evangelical Lutheran, United Methodist, and many others. We all have heard New York Post by Patrick Riley, August 3, 2022. Students at the Ritzy New York High School forced to attend drag show in the church. Episcopalian churches, other churches. Bringing in drag queens to teach the youth and to teach the congregation? May 2022, Gallup poll shows that 76% think fornication is morally acceptable. 71% believe homosexual relationships are proper. 82% still think abortion is permissible. People say it's getting better. It's not getting better. America's not getting better. 
The older generation voted in Trump who put in conservative judges. That's why they overturned it. Not that the American people are getting better. No, they're not. Most Republicans now support same-sex marriage. And many are warming up to transgenderism. They too are racing toward immorality and blatant violations of the laws of the Bible. The schools are liberal, the business elites are liberal, the media mongols are liberal, Hollywood producers are liberal, songwriters are liberal, the Republicans are liberal, and even the churches are liberal. Statistics from the Culture Research Center at Arizona Christian University, May 12, 2022. A nationwide survey of American pastors show that the majority of pastors lack a biblical worldview. Only 37% possess a biblical worldview. 28% among associate pastors. Only 12% of children and youth pastors. Well, what are they teaching them if they don't teach them the word of God is literal? Are they teaching them to accept homosexuality? Syncretism? What are they teaching them? Now, a biblical worldview, the devil has a biblical worldview, but he doesn't follow the worldview of God. He rebels. So even though they have a biblical worldview, do they have Jesus? I believe that if 2 Kings 14, 26-28 is applicable, if it's correct... Donald Trump would be president again. He's a type of King Jeroboam II. But this alone will not save America. Donald Trump, and even though I think he was a great president, maybe the greatest we've ever had, yet he had homosexuals in his administration. Seven sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. Trump is not going to save America. The ecclesia will save America or it's going down. 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, restore their land. The church has to repent. Corruption is everywhere. The President of the United States called Trump supporters Christians, terrorists, domestic terrorists. The handwriting is on the wall, people. They're trying to dissolve the Republic of the United States under God. Civil war is coming unless the Ecclesia stops it. An invasion is coming. There comes a point of no return. Jeremiah 7.16 Pray no more for these people. Jeremiah, do not weep for them. And don't beg me to help them, for I will not listen. We are coming close to that point of no return. Adalia, what now? Well, right now we look at the, um, how the scriptures uh, talked about the days that we are living in. You, uh, if you read the book of First Timothy uh, 4.1, that time will come when people will heed to deceiving spirits. And then if you read Romans chapter 1, verse 26 to 32, it talks about how people will come in and change the truth of God into a lie. It also says that they will be filled with so much unrighteousness, sexual immorality, and all this uh, filth you find uh, within the world right now. And if you read that verse, he says, so God gave them to a reprobate mind. So he has given them to these things to believe and do these things at this time. Because these are, these are the difficult times that the church is in right now. And if you look at it this way, from the beginning, in the beginning where Satan was uh, deceived Adam and um, deceived Eve, and then Adam ate the fruit and both, it brought about the fall of man. Right. And then Jesus came as a second Adam and God and 
and cause the redemption, the redemption of man. But you know this, anything that has the name of God in it, Satan usually comes against it. Because this is a war that was in the beginning and the war is still there right now. So the same way he deceived Eve and Adam and caused the fall of man, he's the same thing he's doing now to cause the church to fall. Now, what he does, if you look at the spiritual aspect of it, if you take your eyes off man and look at the demonic intelligence of what they're doing in the realms of the spirit to cause the church to be corrupt, in that they release deceiving spirit and then it caused the mind of the person to see sin as just a normal thing. So the mind has already been affected to a point that you cannot you cannot see anything wrong with it. Because if you read the book of Revelation, Jesus sent forth the word to the church and said, you say you're rich and you're increased, but you are naked, you are poor, and you are blind. So it seems like we are living in times of where the church is blind. We cannot see what is actually going on because our eyes have been shut by the enemy. And then if you look at it this way, the deceiving spirits and the dividing spirits that is within the church right now, in that it has infiltrated to a point that the church is fighting against the church. It's within themselves. You know that the, the devil knows one thing, that if there's a oneness, you know, it will be so difficult for him to penetrate. If you look at the Bible when they were building the Tower of Babel, it says that the Lord came down and he said, these people are speaking one language. They are one. Therefore, he said that it will be hard to restrain them. You see, the devil knows the power of unity. So when there is unity, he will cause division. So what he did, the same thing that God saw that the people are one and they're building a city and he caused, us, uh, he caused people to speak different languages and the whole thing scattered. It's the same, uh, the same tactic the enemy is using right now. He knows that if the church comes together, it would be so hard for him to penetrate. But that's what he's doing right now. There's so much division. There's so much... Um, so much deceiving spirits that are there. You, feel, you hear of false doctrine. You hear of evolving church coming up. It's not like we're ignorant. We knew these days are coming. But one thing we know that the Lord always leaves a remnant. Though there's all this filth within the church, there's still a part of people who believe in Christ and they stand for his word. And they're living in righteousness and they're living in holiness. So now it's the part of the remnant right now to rise up and spread the gospel all around and spread the truth all around so that the eyes of those who are blind will be, uh, will be open. And the truth usually penetrates, when, where there's darkness, the truth usually penetrates as a light and bring forth light into an atmosphere, right? That's correct. Yes. So if you look at it this way, like I mentioned uh, some time back, you know, the devil has its own ministers and they're in the religious circles, you know? So what happens is, you know, Jesus spoke to the Sanhedrin and he told them, those, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he said, you are of your father, the devil, because your will is to do your father's desire. So you find that people are within the church, the religious circles. But now they will say, well, I am a Christian and I love God. But if you look at the actions and the fruits that they are bearing, they are not of God. But they have come to a place whereby consciously they think they're serving God. By unconsciously, they are actually serving the devil. You know, they're following the desires of the devil. The minute you allow the filth of the world to enter into the church that as a pastor or just like in gatherings of prayers and stuff like that if you or if you allow that you are following the desire of the enemy the enemy wants to corrupt anything that is of God he's warring against the church if you look at the book of revelation where there's a story about the woman and the dragon and the devil is not able to overcome her it says now what says us the devil came to war against the offspring of the women and for those who follow the commands of 
of God. So he is warring against the church who anytime the church tries to lift his head in unity, he comes and presses them down. If you read the book of Zechariah, it talks about the four horns that is, that is causing Israel and Jerusalem not to lift its head. And the Lord sent uh, carpenters and Zechariah asked, what are, he, what are them? What are they here to come to do? And he said, I have brought them here to be able to destroy the horns that are causing Jerusalem and Israel to be scattered. It's the same way. The remnant, as they speak as one, and they pray to God. And the Lord in the realms of the spirit will answer prayer by releasing angels of purification, refining fire. The Holy Spirit will be able to do his work amongst the people that are blind and they're led astray. Now, I know that people say, well, you know, we don't have to pray. We'll just have to vote for people here and there, here and there. But you know, we have to know one thing. Unless a house is built by God, those who build it, build it in vain. If you don't have the basis of prayer and you don't have the Lord in it, what you're doing will always collapse. You cannot say we'll gather together and we're going to vote in the best of the people. But if the foundation of that is not of God, it will not stand. That's why you hear that, oh yes, we have the Republican Party. It is a party of godly people. But what do we have now? We have Republicans who are following all these things of immorality and all this dirtiness and filthiness. They're allowing it. Some of them are actually living it. It doesn't mean that somebody is a Republican. It means that person is of God. We have to check the fruits of the person. We have to examine you know, we have to examine what is this person standing for? What does he say? Even behind doors, what does he say about, you know, about the church or about the people? There are people who stand and say, well, oh, vote for me. I am the best candidate. I will support the church. But behind the doors, that person is insulting the church, does not stand for what the church stands for. So we have to examine and know who are we putting there. But the basis and the foundation is always prayer. Because one thing, the Holy Spirit always will expose what is evil. Always expose what is evil. Another thing is that, you know, when there's a field of wheat, you'll find the devil will also sow tares there. So within the church, it's, it's just a principle. In the church, you'll always find people that are not of him. You know, they're here with us, but they're not for us. Because the devil will always plant his own amongst religious circles to make sure that his agenda is fulfilled. So it's after the people to be able to tell who is of God and who is not. You cannot just flow with every doctrine or every teaching that a person say. You have to test it. And also reflect it in the scriptures. Is it scriptural? Is it scriptural? They have said that, oh, now homosexuality is not a sin. That, you know, we are built this way and all this and all that. But look at it scripturally. It says, it says clearly that men will, will leave the natural way of the, the natural way of living and the woman would, you know, all this feel, it's there. They say it's not there, but it's there. You have to know the Bible. It is there. If you read Romans chapter one, it talks about the unrighteousness and how the, they would leave all these things and cause people to do unnatural things that are not natural. And homosexuality is unnatural. But the time people will say, no, God did not say this. We're supposed to love them. Yes, you love the people, but you do not accept the sin. Homosexuality is sin. So you don't accept that. Love the people. Yes, we have no problem with that. But we cannot accept that. We cannot accept that in the church because now Jesus clearly in the book of Revelation, when he, the letters were sent to these churches, it talked about how the church will become 
the church have become lukewarm. There's nothing new under the sun. There's lukewarmness in the church. We are seeing it right now. There's unrighteousness. People have departed from their first love, and now it's all about self-centeredness. The teachings you will hear in churches right now, in most churches, is not about how to conform to God. It's all about self, self, self. But we knew this time would come. That's why I said we're the remnant. I'll call them the remnant, the people that know the truth. And the Bible says that the children of God, the sons of God, are those that are led by the Spirit. And if you're led by the Spirit, he'll always bring light to anything. Even if there's a man comes with a new teaching, he says, the Bible speaks about do not be deceived, even if by any angel or by any man, anything or anyone that does not confess that Jesus is Christ, you're not supposed to listen to that person. Amen? Amen. Because it's all about the foundation of the church is Jesus. Jesus said, I will build my church. He didn't say church will build the church. No, Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If you see the hell's gates, gates of hell prevailing against the church, there is something wrong. There is something wrong because there's a sure promise that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. There are people, it's not, the good thing is not every church is like that. There are churches all over the world and they're speaking the truth from all corners of the world. They are speaking the truth. They're sounding the alarm. And this is the remnant, the people that God has sent to bring forth light into the world where there is darkness. We're already told that in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. We are seeing that, that they will love money, arrogance, and all that. Even in church meetings, it's not about church meetings anymore. Conferences, it's not about God anymore. The Holy Spirit is not the center of the conference. It's about wealth building and how to be, you know, to be a power or an influence in business and all that. We have forgotten the foundation of the church. When we gather, it's about Christ and the kingdom. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all shall be added unto you. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is all about God and not about us. So the devil has caused people to be so confused and he has lifted up and he has taken away the truth from the people. We have the fathers, the fathers of faith, so the seed of God. The Bible says the seed, the word of God is the seed, right? So they sowed there and the enemy came and stole and actually stole all the seed that the fathers had left behind us. You've, ho you've heard of America, how it was known as a superpower where people that were known as great Christians and people from all over the world will stand in awe and say, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. These are people that will stand for God, but look at it now. Look at it now. People look at it and it's all, it's a pitiable state right now. It's a pitiable country. It's no longer, no longer about, oh, Christ is the God of the nation. No, now it's about self is the God of the nation. Now we, we, look, up, we look at this, but I know one thing. It's until, it's until some, some tribulation and grievances that will cause people to return to God. It's not easy for people who live so well and turn to God in their sinfulness. There has to be some way that the Lord will allow his judgment to come upon the nation for them to return to him. It will, it will cause judgment for people to return to Christ. Now, all I would say is this. Number one, we always have to examine ourselves. Yes, we can point fingers and say the church, the church, the church, but what about us individually? Because we are the one that forms the church. So we need to examine, we need to examine ourselves. If you read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse five, it says, examine yourself. Put yourselves to the test to see if you are in the faith. Start with you. See if you are in the faith so you can be able to teach others to be in the faith. Because there have been a falling away. How do you know? Even probably yourself, you have fallen away. 
There are things that probably you are doing yourself that is not of God. We can point fingers at others, but what about us as individuals? I'm talking about, yes, the church is full of hatred. Even within the church, you find somebody who hates another within the church because of their race, because of their culture, or because of their stat of what they believe. They, there's so much hate and division within the church over flimsy things that we should not even be paying attention to. But it's to, until, before the individuals, before even the church arrives, individuals have to be able to be revived and quickened and repent. Then as we gather together, we shall be able to speak in one voice. If we don't change ourselves, there's no way we could be able to combine ourselves with others because we'll always shun the other side because we think we're better. We're better than the other, right? And then first thing is first, we have to return to Christ. Christ is the foundation of the church. We have to return back to the first love. The Bible says, look unto Jesus, the perfecter and the finisher of our faith. Everything has to be aligned to Jesus from the church, from everything we do. Even if we're gathering for a conference or if you're gathering for any move or revival, everything has to be aligned to Jesus, the, the perfecter and the finisher of our faith. And another thing we have to persevere. We all know that all these things are gonna happen anyway, but we have to persevere. We have to persevere and endure as the soldiers of Christ. Persecution will come. We'll be able to be rejected and fought against because we stand for the truth. But we have to endure and persevere until Jesus returns and overtakes and, and throws all these other kingdoms and for him to come take leadership and rule over the earth. We have to wait for him. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way that a politician is going to save America. The church has to save America. I did a message a few weeks ago on aligning the head and the body. God is the head. Jesus is the head. We are the body. Jesus ascended to sit at the right hand of God. He's not coming back to do your job no matter how much you pray. God, come and save us. He's not going to do it. He said for you in the Great Commission to go make disciples of all nations. You go, Terry. You be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You will receive my power, my authority, and you do miracles. You cast out demons. You bring nations to repentance. There's a false theology that you can pray and save a nation. It's not there. Go through all of scripture, the rise and fall of nations. I wrote a book, The Science of Judgment. You need to order it. We have the responsibility, the ecclesia, to bring peace and prosperity and salvation to nations. That's our job. The German church thought, well, we'll just pray about it. We won't get involved. Dietrich Bonhoeffer knew that that was a bad theology. He got involved. Most of the church would not get involved. They were afraid. They did not have a strong enough relationship to be filled with the power of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They kept their mouth shut. Hitler slowly changed the laws and took over total dictatorship and control. That's what fascism is, not the lies from the present government that's saying that we are fascists. Look in the mirror. You're the fastest. A two-party system is supposed to happen, not dictatorship. Two-party system, just because the other party has a difference of opinion, you call them a fascist? You align the government ready to persecute them? This is communism. If we don't wake up, we're going to lose America. Do you understand what I'm saying? We will lose America if the church doesn't wake up and understand their God-given responsibility to save America. Not to cooperate with fascists but to point out their own sins. Whoever heard of a Supreme Court justice not being able to identify a woman? What is a woman? Well, and she couldn't say it. 
Well, it's very clear there's only man and woman. God created man and woman, not 27 other genders. Do you understand what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? We're in total insanity. I've never seen a world like this in America before. It's never been. Everything is turned upside down. Why? Because Satan is mad. His time is short. He's releasing his demons and they want to do as much damage to the church of Jesus Christ and send as many people as they can to hell with them. Again, four sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent and dividing the land of Israel. God help us. God help the church. That's why ego-saving nations is all about. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on ego-saving nations. We're trying to get into the national football stadiums, the NBA stadiums, all over, civic centers, churches, and get right back to reality, what Jesus commanded when he ascended, go and tarry for my power to enter you and walk through you and work through you. You be my hands and eyes. You declare the truth. You cast out demons. You heal the sick. You bring salvation to nations. You disciple the nations. We've got to have another great awakening. We've got to preach the truth of Jesus Christ. We've got to preach salvation and what judgment is all about. Or America will fall, I promise you. China and Russia are getting ready to attack America. China's getting ready to invade Taiwan. North Korea is getting ready to invade South Korea. Do you understand our enemies are waiting and watching how weak we are? Only the church can stop this insanity and save America and bring hope to the nations again. Click on my website, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Subscribe now. Do what you can to help us. We need your financial support. We need your prayers if we can continue. Don't cut it off now. If we don't bring salvation, if we don't stop this insanity, you'll have no money. God help us and God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. 
Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.